Hi, I'm Ava Hartling. Welcome to The Brennis Female, a podcast where inspiring women share their journey to unlocking their own potential. My guest today is Jennifer Broder, who you may know by her Instagram handle, jbskinguru. Before we go to our chat with Jennifer, I want to thank our friends at TD. This season of our podcast is brought to you by TD Bank Group, Women Entrepreneurs. TD is proud to support women entrepreneurs and help them achieve success and growth through its program of educational workshops, financing, and mentorship opportunities. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and follow the link to find out how TD can help. Jennifer Brodeur may be known for the celebrity clientele she services, among them Oprah Winfrey, Michelle Obama, and Gwyneth Paltrow. Now, if these women come back to her, you know her facials and products are next level. But Jennifer's real superpower is her passion for wellness, health, and improving women's skin everywhere, which she relates to helping women feel empowered through a holistic approach to beauty. Of course, I'm completely here for that. I sat down with Jennifer in Montreal just a few days before she set to launch her book called La Peau et ses secrets, or The Skin and Its Secrets. It launches in French first, but Jennifer has promised me that the English version is coming out very soon. Listen to our conversation and discover JB's unique journey. There may even be a few health and skincare tips in there. There's a lot of exciting things going on. There's a book coming out soon. But before we get into that, I always like to start my interviews with going back to the start. Perfect. So growing up, mm -hmm. what were you dreaming of? What were you like? And did you ever think you would become an entrepreneur and work in the field of skincare and beauty eventually? It's such a great question. No, as a child, my dream was to be a criminal lawyer. Really? Yes. So when I started uh, kindergarten, my dream was to have uh, a suit, which I got. <laughs> It was a brown suit um, and um, a leather uh, satchel carry Wow, briefcase. like a briefcase. And I got it. Yeah, so absolutely nothing to do with what I do. Isn't that crazy? It, yeah, it's like so far removed. <laughs> it is. And so tell me about, you know, studying. Did you did you start your studies with the idea that you'd go in criminal law? Yes, definitely. I actually wanted to go to Dalhousie yeah. um, in Halifax. Mm -hmm. So um, that was my dream. And it was interesting. It was a moment. So I met a woman along the way. So she, Jillian was from the UK um, and she happened to be my best friend's mother. She was very flamboyant in a good way. So she'd wear like purple skirts with yellow shoes and I was like wow who is this woman and she introduced me to perfumes oh, and yeah. duvets and all these kinds of things and I was like wow I want to be you when yeah. I grow up um, and just her sheer passion for beautiful things really inspired me mm. um, and not that I didn't have an amazing life at home it was just, just different right um, Bryony was an only child we were three at home so you know it's just very different and uh, they have lived in many places around the world mm -hmm. and I think Jillian being from the UK had a different way of, of doing things and so one morning I woke up um, sadly she's deceased so she passed mm. away when I was a teenager of cancer and I woke up and I, I thought wow can you imagine living your life not being that passionate mm -hmm. right and I was trying to figure out what my passion was I love that and for whatever reason I woke up and said I'm gonna do skincare So I, I literally announced to my family, to my parents, that I would not go to law school. <laughs> so you were, this was just before university, yes. imagine? Yes, okay. you, you could have just imagined their faces yeah, of like, being like, 
yeah, okay. And I was like, oh, and I'm going to do, so in Quebec, we have the schooling. It's like a technical program. Mm -hmm. So we call it le DEP. Right. Now, sadly, in, in, you know, in most countries, when you do a technical program, it's, it's actually very well regarded. It's, yeah. it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. We need plumbers. We need electricians. We yes, need all these the things. Mm -hmm. The trades are vital. Um, but in Quebec, it's not seen the same way. So for a lot of people, it was like, oh my goodness, she must really be bad in school or she right. must be very smart <laughs> right. because she's going into skincare. Yeah. So I did the trade program and I remember the first day in school, I'd said to the teachers that I had that my goal was to be a teacher, that mm -hmm. I wanted to teach skincare and that what I wanted to do was to revolutionize the way we view beauty. Mm. And I remember one of the teachers there looked at me and she was like, what is wrong with you? Like, this is not going to happen. Like, you know, you're not yeah. going to, what is this idea that you have? What a way to want to kill some a young right? person's dreams. And I was like, <laughs> I was thinking, okay. And everyone else in the room was, I want to be a makeup artist. I want to be a makeup artist. Mm. I, I'm the worst at putting on nail polish, one. I have trouble combing my own hair and God forbid someone asked me to do eyeliner. Like it's just not my forte. Yeah, yeah. So I'm much more of a geek and a nerd than right. anything else. So that's why for me, um, it made sense to do the technical program. So the, you know, the trade of esthetician. Mm -hmm. And then from there I was, um, so adamant that I wanted to be a teacher. So in Quebec, the way it works is you have to actually have a school board who's willing to hire you and give you hours right. as an intern. Okay. And you and then and only once you have all that can then you be, uh, you know, applying at the university. Right. So even then, people were like, "Forget it, Miss Jennifer. Come on, like you." But I made it happen. Fantastic. And so I taught for seven years. Okay. So. And so you taught beauty skin care, yeah. what you had learned. Exactly. And I really specialized through my university uh, program in, you know, science. Right. So for me, it was all about like, how is your body working? Yeah. You know, what is the skin telling you today? Right. And then all the correlation between what you're eating and what you're doing. So right. skin analysis was really my thing. Mm. Um, understanding ingredients, how they're absorbed. So that was my kind of, like, I, I literally go nuts. Like, it's my thing. And so, I was quite new at the time. Yes, it was. And I think I was overly excited okay. <laughs> about Can't it. Can't imagine that. So the, the school that I was in was amazing, but I think for a lot of the teachers, I was a bit much. You were a bit much, right. <laughs> yeah, they were like, relax. <laughs> you will get over this. This is not a... And then I realized within my teaching that either I had to be the boss of the school, mm -hmm. Like that was, like I knew it. I got, either I had to be the boss of the school yeah. or be the boss of something. Right. So that's where your calling yes. as an entrepreneur started surfacing. Yes. So I quit my full-time, very well-paid teaching job <laughs> that I don't recommend to anyone. Um, and in 2003, started my first business with my, uh, my husband. Okay. And, uh, you know, in hindsight, it's so good that I was so oblivious to how hard it would be. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. I think it's the best. I thought it was so easy. I was like, I'm going to open something. Everybody's going to love me. Everybody's going to love what I do. Um, I really had that, <laughs> that thought process. None of that happened that way. Right. But yeah, so that was my first. I realized that um, I wanted to be part of a change. Mm -hmm. And I was always into empowering women. Right. So it's not for me. It's this, you know, I love that we're talking about women more and more. Yeah. And I think it's vital. But I think that a lot of us who are doing it, it was an authentic calling from day one. Right. Yes. Yes. And I see that even through what you do. You yeah. know, I feel like there's, 
it's not it's not a forced thing. We just yeah. instinctively want to help. Yes. Other women. Other women. Yes. And yeah. I think that that's what makes my what I do so exciting. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about what it is that you do. So yes. there was that first business, and then it evolved into what you do today. Exactly. You have your online products. Yes. You still do treatments as well. You're a highly regarded skin expert. Yeah. But there's the secret in the sauce is really it's your approach to all of it. Yes. So tell me about that and how and I'm guessing that was developed over you know what you learned mm-hmm. studying skincare but also your long experience actually practicing. Yeah, many years. So the first years that we had the business, I didn't practice so much because I was really. All about you know we created a machine. Um, Max didn't work. Max, in, yeah, right, and he yeah. didn't work in in Quebec or Canada, what have you. So we went you know to the U.S. and uh, I think we had sixty eight thousand dollars left in the bank account. Right. And to build the booth, it cost sixty five thousand, and I think we had three grand left just to pay for flights. Right. Um, and I remember my husband saying, "Do you think this is a good idea?" I'm like, "Oh yeah." And it was, that's what, you know, catapulted us into the success that we did end up having with Max. So let's talk about Max for a yes. second for people who don't know what it is. So it is a... It's an LED device. Yeah. So we were literally the first in 2003, one of the first companies in the world to have what we call polychromatic treatment. So it's it's a different wavelengths, only one at a time. Right. So, you know, we were working, you can work on acne and, and different skin issues, but the reason to my madness was I wanted to create something that can create harm. Mm-hmm. So my goal okay. is always create no harm to the epidermal tissue. Like yes. let's not hurt the skin. Yes. That's so interesting. Right. And, and back then everyone was like, how hard can you go with your laser? Yeah. 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 So my, even then, it, you know, I remember doing events in, in California in Miami and women coming up to me saying, do you think I'm a plant? Like what's wrong with you? Mm. So it wasn't like we did this and it was easy. Right. It was an uphill battle every step of the way because my whole philosophy was we're working with the cells and mm-hmm. not against them. Right. Today it's cool to be green and yeah. soft and natural and yeah. organic, yeah. but back in 2003, it made no sense. Well, it, it is in certain aspects today, yeah. but it's still, you know, all the aggressive treatments, like right. how, you know, exfoliate until yes. you've got no skin left yes. and the dermal roller yes and, and let's know. just get to the bone <laughs> yeah exactly so they're in beauty it's still very it's much still a big a thing trend. Yeah. and so it was really interesting and so the business went really well we ended up in 40 countries around the world then came the world recession back in 2009 oh, yeah. yep. <laughs> um for us it was a really detrimental moment because what ended up happening is estheticians were able to get um financing for their dog theoretically I'm a bit of a joke but it was really easy to get financing right and then everyone who was able to get financing no one could right and then we had multiple distributors in the world to go bankrupt right right so we lost like more than a quarter if not half a million within days wow so we almost lost the house right right so then it was sort of like what do we do yeah that's a wake-up moment right and so um I said oh I know I'll do facials (laughs) and my husband was like we're not opening another business. I'm like, oh yeah, we are. <laughs> so we never, like we didn't go bankrupt with our company, but yeah. we had to shut down operations because right. it, it was either we shut down operations or we don't, like it, you know. You have you, to restructure basically. Yeah, and I'm very much into the, like I know when it's time to let go. Yeah. You know, I don't. Right, I'm you not were like, not attached to. No, yeah. I was like, okay, clearly this isn't gonna happen. Um, and the funny thing is, is when we opened the skincare clinic, Again, what a weird decision, but I did it on the South Shore of Montreal. Okay. Nothing against the South Shore of Montreal. Yeah. But 
keep in mind we're talking 2009. Yeah, it's and, far from downtown. Yes, and there's a bridge. We have and to there's take a to bridge, there. and I'm opening a skin bar. <laughs> right, right. So I had like this bar. It yeah, this all, is not Chelsea in New York. No, like, yeah. and it was a lot of, like with LED lights. Yeah. there wasn't a menu offering, so you couldn't choose your facial. Everything mm -hmm. is bespoke and customized. Customized. And clients would come in and being like, no, I don't want this. I want what like, you know, this woman down the street is doing or this woman is doing. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? But I, I continued and it was through those years on the South Shore that I got the call from Miss Winfrey's team. Mm -hmm. So it just And was, that would be Miss Oprah Winfrey. Yes. And it's <laughs> for, interesting. For those who don't know yeah, that, I, that she's your client. And it's interesting because when you get the call... I think that when you're not seeking that, it's when it happens. Yes. Yes. Because I was busy on the South Shore of Montreal yeah. doing facials. She was not on her radar as a target client. Not at all. Yeah. Um, and we had had great success back in the day in Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. And it was through that contact and okay. those connections that that actually arrived. So you would do, you would do like workshops in different exactly. cities? Exactly. And, and different estheticians, you know, who had our technology and, and continued right. education and so on and so forth. So that was how kind of that happened. Okay. And, uh, and it was interesting because uh, when I started working with Miss Winfrey, um, it was, uh, I had a choice. So it was either I go into that relationship pretending or being something I'm not, mm -hmm. or um, just be me. Right. And I just chose to be me. And I thought- Which is the smartest choice. I thought if she likes how I am, then we're good. Yeah. And, um, and if she doesn't, then so be it. Because yeah. I felt like I couldn't get into this relationship is this show when we're talking about the skin of someone mm -hmm. as to me so inspirational and um, such a, a, a leader in uh, so many things, female mm -hmm. and others? I, I couldn't afford to be that person and just be yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. And so it was more like this is what I see. This is how your skin is. Um, this is what I feel we should be doing with your skin. And even then, it was an aha moment because. You know, we go back to the exfoliation. We mm. go back to all different ways of working on skin. So my messaging even then was completely off. Top, like it wasn't what you, you were going against the grain exactly. of what was trendy at that moment. And being like, yeah. no, we've got to think differently and work on your skin differently. And right. I think that that was. It took a while. That really, like, it wasn't an instant. Yeah. Relationship. So. And then the products came a yes, bit later? Yes, through that. So through that skincare clinic and then starting to work with her, I started to dabble with various labs and do different things. And the reason I started doing that was because, um, as you would know, when you work with high-profile people, everyone kind of wants a piece of that. Right. And I'm not that person. So um, I always say if I'm still there, it's because of my ability to not talk. Right. So I didn't want to be that person soliciting different companies and saying, yeah. oh, I need this for my client and who's your client. So I always do everything under my name and I don't share. Right. So a lot of people have yeah. helped me along the way and have no mm -hmm. idea who they're giving or selling <laughs> things to because it's always under my name. Yes. And so it just became a need. Mm -hmm. I was tired of having those conversations with suppliers right. of them hoping Right, right. And I was like, but don't do it for that. Because yeah. the minute I think you do something, because I would say just give without doubt. Yes, yes, yeah. Because if you, if, if you that's doubt... When, that's when you're yeah, rewarded. Because if you go, if you doubt, you go without. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't believe in that. I always think if I'm doing this out of love and out of the desire of... So then we started making some products. And um, we were selling them on our skincare clinic. We had opened a second clinic on the, in Montreal. Okay. 
which was a game changer, by the way. Um, <laughs> but you still had the South Shore. I still had the South Shore. Downtown Montreal. We kept both for a while, and then I'm one of those people where I'm not attached. One morning I woke up and I was like, in three months we're going to shut down operations on the South Shore. Our lease was up. Right. Then I was like, uh, in a month. In a week. And then I said, today. And that was it. Like, I'm that crazy. I just thought I'm the energy I was putting into yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and so Montreal was, we did on Saint-Laurent, which is a part of Montreal for about a year. Mm-hmm. And I, I was always obsessed with like the Verdun, like Griffintown area. Yeah, yeah. So we, we moved to Griffintown after our first year and it was insane. Right. Um, but so successful that we, um, when the product started coming out, it was really more for our, our clients. So to my name personally, I had to my, you know, whatever you want to call it, 3,600 clients just to my name okay. that I was taking care Fantastic. of. Fantastic. It was But it's beyond. also a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so what happened was when we found out or I found out that I was going to be in favorite things. So I didn't, it was not a planned coup okay. at all. Yep. So we, you know, we were working with Peony, you know, um, which is your the the first line the first line and Miss Winfrey was using it and uh, Mrs Obama as well was was using the products and uh, they were getting the products just literally like with a bottle from the lab right like yeah like prototype almost yeah I'm like that person yeah um and uh and it makes it feel really you know exclusive and custom <laughs> I have to say like, that's right? like a good marketing strategy yeah it was just sort of and um and come September she was saying I think. I think you're ready and I and you know I got I don't get emotional easily like I don't cry easy right and it's not a good or a bad thing I just don't it's, yeah but I was very emotional <laughs> and I was like thank you thank you thank you and she was like stop thanking me we're good um and then I, I came back to Montreal and I didn't know if that meant one product would be in for everything mm-hmm. I didn't know anything I just knew we had to send out the products right which we ended up sending three times, by the way, because okay. there was an issue with each time. Oh, like the order wouldn't get there? Like it would get there, but like the photographer felt the label was crooked. Okay. <laughs> so my husband actually drove them down to New York. Like that, that's how crazy it got. And then, um, and I thought to myself, okay, this is a big decision. If we're going to be in favorite things, because we found out in September, so then we had to wrap up production, make sure we had enough boxes, like send everything to Amazon, you know, do all the legalizations for the U.S. Yeah. So everything was being done in like speed, like warp speed. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. usually people do this over years and yeah. we're doing it You're in like, a week or two. That's and it. Was like We've got time dates, that's right? it. And then I said, this is the perfect time for me to curtsy. Right. And so what I did is we had a great team in place. Um, at her skincare clinic on Notre Dame in, mm-hmm. in Montreal and I went to see the top girl I was working with who had been there the longest who I felt had the maturity to handle this mm-hmm. and I said I'm ready to go and she was like what do you mean I said do you want this I said I'm not selling the business I will literally give it to you and I will mentor you just sign over the lease mm-hmm. um, buy the equipment that you desire to buy you know of course buy your own products what have you but I right. said everything else that you want you can have, I'm leaving you everything. Yeah. And she was like, excuse me? And I said, I'm done in a positive way. Right. And then we literally left there and snuck out. Right. And it was funny because two days before we moved, we had a flood. Okay. 
And I really saw the flood, like all the water. I know it sounds crazy, but I really saw it as a cleansing, like it's time yes. for you to leave. Yeah, it was the ultimate. Yeah, it was time. Confirmation that you were making the right decision. I was doing the right thing. So yeah. you very much made those decisions based on intuition, yes. right? It sounds yes. like when something feels right, yeah. you go for it and yeah. then the rest just happens. Yeah. Um, what would you say was that turning point when it felt like, okay, we might actually be doing something right here and I have, you know, I have a business, I have a business idea that's working. What was it the Oprah moment? Was it something else? It wasn't the Oprah moment. It's funny because I feel like the Oprah moment, it was so surreal for me. So surreal. Right. I think this is going to sound interesting, but I think it was one of my first live interviews I did in Toronto. And I've mm -hmm. talked a lot about this to different people. So some people might've heard this before, but I remember being coached by certain people saying, you know, when you're going to be interviewed, be your happy self, <laughs> happy, happy, happy. I was like, Oh, okay. And I didn't feel like it was authentic. Right. I'm genuinely, I'm, genetically wired to be a very positive, optimistic person. Yes, you which very much I just appear am. that way. I, I, it's just how I yeah. am. But, but I you're also not the bubbliest, like fake happy, like that's not you. Right? right? Yeah. So I didn't want to come off that way. And I feel like it's a lie to tell people that everything is easy. Right. Yes. And I'm really tired yeah. of that. That you think you can have everything at the same time. It's not realistic. You mm -hmm. can't have everything. And so when I had that first interview and they asked me if I'd had anything hard happen is when I mentioned that we almost lost the house with Max. Right. And I think that that's at that moment that I felt that I had something. Right. Right. And so, and so in that hard moment of divulging on live TV, <laughs> on CTV News, this moment of truth in Toronto, yeah. I felt like I was released. Right. of shame, right. of, of not succeeding, of mm -hmm. being judged. And I'm not saying people were judging me, yeah. but that's how I felt. I right. felt like, I always felt like I was like playing my, my joke. I always tell people, I felt like I was playing Jean Coutu. Like, right. you know when you're a child and you play make-believe? Yes. I felt like people thought I was playing a game and it wasn't a real business. Yeah. But I think that at that moment, I felt like this growth within me of saying, no, you're capable. Mm -hmm. You know what you're doing. Yeah. You're a smart person. It's okay. Yeah. You made mistakes and you'll make more. Yeah. But live through that. Yeah. And I felt that that's at that moment where I went pretty much against everyone's recommendations. Yes. Yeah. And, and it was still a good moment. Well, it's interesting how I think entrepreneurs now realize that, you know, and I'll include myself in the group, we have to embrace our vulnerability. Yeah. And it's, it's okay. And I think it's great that now there is a movement. And that's probably one of the things that social media is good for. Mm -hmm. You know, we can see how vulnerable other people are and how authentic they are. Yeah. And it's what makes us connect as humans. I think so. But for a lot of entrepreneurs, and self-doubt is part of the right? entrepreneurship process and journey yeah, right yeah but sometimes to keep it all in it's just not, and then pretending everything's just you know jolly and rosy and yeah doing happy interviews yeah can be misleading and, and it's interesting we had done I remember once I was at the White House and I was invited to a private party and I remember having a conversation because it was this whole big thing about like no cell phones right so I'm <laughs> I'm the Canadian who leaves the cell phone in the safe in the hotel because there's You're making rules. sure yeah, there's yeah, rules, yeah, right? yeah. And um, I'm realizing that the folks around me aren't necessarily following those rules. And I'm always that person, like, you're cutting in line. Like, what is wrong with you? I don't necessarily say it, but I do think it. Like, I always feel like, why aren't it so easy to follow the rules? It's good yeah. for everyone. Yes. 
And I thought, wow, it's interesting how for certain people, if you're not documenting the, the good things, it's like it never happened. Yes. And I yes. began to question myself. Mm. I said, am I really an entrepreneur? Is something wrong with me? Because I'm not showing pictures of everywhere I go. I'm not divulging all the things I go to mm -hmm. because I am that person who actually will not only leave the phone at the hotel, but I'll forget mm -hmm. because I'm so into the moment, right? Right. I get so into the moment. I'm so excited to be honored, to be invited, you know? So I want to live that moment with you. Yeah. 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 I'm so into that. Yeah. And then, and then at the end of the evening, we didn't take a picture. Oh my goodness. That's great. We had such a great time together. Yes. And I feel like to me, that's more important. Yes. The smells, the feels. Yeah. And I was questioning myself and I was doubting. I, I thought, oh, I might not succeed mm -hmm. because I'm not out there doing that. Yeah, yeah. And then I realized that it didn't matter. No, because exactly. Being, you know, I always feel like I'm busy working. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that'll be my success. Well, that's it. And everyone, you know, approaches it differently too. Right. right? And our, our business ends up reflecting who we are as an individual. Exactly. So for some people, it makes sense to be, you yep. know capturing content all day long yeah. and it feels natural to yeah. them doesn't mean you're going to be more successful it can be part of your marketing journey right but, and to me it just didn't feel right right so i thought why am i even trying this yeah. so it's been really interesting this whole journey of of social media i feel because it's taken entrepreneurs like us to a different level yes yeah where we can actually say things yeah yeah which is so nice yeah well that's a benefit of yeah. it right it's definitely. having our own platform definitely yeah mm -hmm. yeah um, what feels like the biggest mistake you made and was it a mistake or would you consider it an amazing learning? I don't think I've made any mistakes in the sense of everything I do. I, I'm very quick to jump back. Right. So I don't dwell on anything. Just like when the yeah. next business was going right. down, it's like, ah, time Within for days new. I swipped, you know, whatever. <laughs> My husband, for him, it was a longer journey, right? right. And even to this day, he says, ah, oh, I'm still processing. <laughs> um, That's just men. Yeah, yeah, it takes a bit so. longer. <laughs> I think so. Um, I think that I don't believe I make mistakes. I think I, I, I've made some along the way, but they, they were instrumental to get me to where I am today. Right. Um, but I do admit that the two times that I'll make a, a bad decision or maybe not the best decision, mm -hmm. I think that at that moment, I think it is a good decision. And I think it's the moments where I doubt myself yeah. and I rely too much on other people's opinions. Right. Yeah. And so I think that that's back to that intuition, yeah. following yeah. your gut. And I think that it's by getting older that I'm able to say that. Right. How do you connect to, and for a lot of people, I know they struggle with, yes, I want to follow my intuition, but where right. is it? Yeah. How do you connect with that intuition, gut, that voice inside of you? And without sounding too woo-woo, because yeah. I know it's, it, right? You can sound woo-woo on this podcast, um, that's fine. I felt, uh, you know, it's interesting. As a young child, I always knew I'd do something amazing. Yeah. And I don't want to sound overly pretentious, but I didn't know what it would be. Right. I just... I just kind of had this feeling that I had something different and what have you. And I feel like it was because I followed my intuition. Now, you know, as we get older, we're going through the schooling process, we kind of shy that away and be like, no, no, like we've got to make Excel worksheets right. and we need to sit down and have a real meeting with the accountant yes. of what feels right. Yeah, the projection. Yeah, you know, let's do this. Mm. If I would have managed my business that way, yeah. I would not be where I am today. Yeah. There's no way. And so what ended up happening was I, I realized that when I sit still by myself, like, and I mean really sit still, 
the energy around me will tell me what's good. Right. So now yes. I don't go so much about like, what's your resume? What do you know? What yes. do you do? How do I feel when I'm around yeah. you? Yes. You're, I don't feel good around you. We're not working together. Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much. You're amazing. We're yeah. just not it's made. Not a fit. It's not a fit. Yeah. I don't force things anymore. Whereas yeah. before I was like, you need to like me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna show you, you have to like me because right. I'm amazing. Yeah. So it was all this like, you gotta like me, like me, like me. Yeah. And then you're spending all this time and this energy on something that's so unreal. Yeah. And I think that by letting things go and being still in that moment, those energies come and I know what that intuition is telling me and that is a good decision. Mm. And I feel it within myself. And usually it's sort of like, if it's not a yes right away, mm-hmm. then it's a no. Right, yes. Mm-hmm. Right away. So sitting still yeah. and then taking the time to really connect with connect what's inside myself. of you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And if they come the answers. They do. Yeah. They really do. Yeah. And I think a lot of us don't take the time yeah. to and to say your voice. Mm-hmm. Because it's great to say we want a place at the table or a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. But once you're at that seat, what are you doing? Right. Mm-hmm. You got to open the mouth, right? Yeah. So I feel like that's part of my journey as well, being you know, in my place, making my way, mm-hmm. but also voicing my my issues, my worries and, and being open with that. Right. And then still being able to say, well, you know, when I was approached to do the book last year, I've been wanting to write a book since I was three. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, my most fun was to read the dictionary. I did that too, actually. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Thank I get you. you. I feel so good. I would write books. Like, I, right? I'm with you. I'm you you yeah. understand, right? Yeah. So I'm a super geek. And um, I just wanted to write a book. It was like a thing. And so when I was asked, I couldn't believe that me, like me, mm-hmm. you're asking, and like a real deal, like a contract and royalties and yeah. advance, like, oh my God. <laughs> and it was, a, and it, when I started to share it with certain people, they were like, that's a really bad idea. No, it's not, it's not the right time. It's not a good thing. You shouldn't do it. Mm. And then I was like, how, how did you get to where you are, Jen? Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, We're doing by the listening book. to yourself. Yeah. We're doing mm-hmm. the book. So I was interesting, against, those voices, people who, you know, yeah. always seem to know better. It's interesting. Yeah. And now that the book is coming out, they all want to be invited to the book launch. Of course. Of and course it's okay. It's yeah. okay. I think a lot of people want to protect us from yeah, ourselves. Exactly. I yeah. think they see that we put a lot on our plates. Yeah. So I think a lot of them, it's more worriness. Like right. they're worried about, yes. are you doing too much? Do you yeah. really have time for this? Yeah. But I feel like when you're passionate about something that's important to you, yeah. you always find time. Yes. Yeah. So maybe other and things. And you know what it feels right. Yeah. So maybe certain things I didn't do last year. Yeah. yeah. So what? I don't care. Yeah. I got a book. <laughs> and speaking of the book, and yeah. actually one of my questions for guests usually is about how they find balance and how what kind of self-care routine do they yeah. have to stay grounded and stay sane as a busy entrepreneur, busy mm-hmm. mom, and yeah. everything that we've got going on in life. But in your case, you actually share that knowledge and it's very much anchored in your practice yeah. for skincare, for the products you've mm-hmm. developed. So I want to hear about what you do yourself yeah. to stay grounded and then the advice and basically everything that you've put in place to be able to share with your clients and your followers. So it's really interesting. So the first thing I have to tell people, and I say this a lot, is I don't believe in balance. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I yeah. think that the minute we... I'm with you. I think the minute we tell a woman, you can have it all I and know. you can balance it. Like, Biggest lie. We have friends in common who have young kids. Uh-huh. And I'm always like, good luck with that. Yeah. 
balance doesn't exist. <laughs> and I think that for me, when I had my first daughter and then second and then third, uh, I realized very rapidly that I control nothing. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Um, having a business is like a child. Mm-hmm. You control so little. That's a thousand percent true. <laughs> right? You, there's, you can have the best projections, yeah. the best ideas, and then something happens. How do you deal with that mishap mm-hmm. without it ricocheting and ruining everything? It's, yeah. You know what I mean? It's this thing. Yeah. So for me, I had to realize that I, can, I don't fit in anyone's ideal. Mm-hmm. So I'm a very... Um, I'm a morning person. Okay. I'm an annoying person. In the morning, I'm in a really good mood. And I have noticed that you, even on social media, yeah. you're active very early in the morning. <laughs> yes. And it makes no sense to most. Um, and um, and there was a time where I was being uh, reprimanded for that, of okay. being you know, so early and like you should be sleeping and mm-hmm. why are you awake? Um, and I had a talk with Jazz at the office and Jazz has been working with me for eight plus years. So she's, a, she's not just like, in charge of you know marketing and, and communications she's also like become a close almost like family right of course yeah and so oftentimes when there's different things that arise out bounce ideas off of her and i was like Chaz, why are people and she said but who cares mm-hmm. like aren't you just listening to your body and yeah. i was like you're so right so what i've come to realize is i need my sleep mm-hmm. so i pretty much decline most of anything after 6 p.m right yeah yeah right so that's my key to success. I yeah. decline most things. Even if I say I'm going to go, chances are I won't go. Right. Um, but I'm honest about it. Right. But I like to be invited. Right. Because I like to, I like to be able to say I can't go. I want to feel like I'm part of it anyway. I feel like there was a meme going around on Instagram. It's like, I'm not going to go out. Like, I'll be in my pages on the couch. But I still want you to invite me. Invite me, me yeah. anyways. Um, and so for me, it's like all about understanding that I love to read. I right. need to read multiple books. Right. So I, I so you carve out that I carve out time, time at night. Mm-hmm. And then it was about redoing our whole bedroom. You know, ensuring I have like the proper bedding and the yes. proper bed and yeah. the proper everything. And I I got the luxury. It's not a luxury, but for me it was important. I flew to Sweden. Mm-hmm. You know, met with everyone at Heston's. Went to the sleep factory. Yes, because you have a, a partnership. Yes, with them now. and I really wanted to understand why they've been building the beds they have since right. 1852 yeah like, yeah wow. that's an amazing story. that's insane yeah. right yeah. I, I, we have i have to introduce you to them like yeah. you would love them and um and they were like why are you so into sleep and i explained <laughs> to them that so being someone who's faced with multiple autoimmune issues mm-hmm. sleep is vital to me so if I can't control things that happen during the day and my stress goes out the window. Yeah. I need to ensure I'm sleeping adequately yeah. because the sleep is what's going to save me. Yes. And I'm with you and we talked about it a bit before yeah. the interview. If I, sleep is one of the things, if I can get that good night of sleep, everything just runs better. Right. But if it falls you know, off balance, it's a disaster. Right. So how many hours do you So need? I'm sleeping about eight hours a night. Yeah. So okay. I sometimes am asleep by 7 p.m. Right. So I That's why you wake up so right? early. I almost did a story last night and then I said, oh, nobody needs to hear this. But I was like literally in my pajamas and I think it was like 6.15 and I was going to be like, you see, I'm already in bed. Because people <laughs> assume that the fact that I'm up so early is that I'm not sleeping so people think I'm running on two hours of sleep right I'm yeah. not because they're going to bed at you know yes. 12 or noon uh, 12 or 1 or, right yeah. and I feel like the only way you can get ahead is by sleeping mm-hmm. so I, I always say like sleep your way to the top yeah so what happens is right in a good way in a good way, a good way. <laughs> so when you're sleeping your body's rehydrating itself mm-hmm. right you're bringing down all the inflammatory processes right. within your body mm-hmm. and that's when you're able to wake up make rash dis- good decisions mm-hmm. 
Because stress and lack of sleep makes you crazy. Yes, it really does. Add hormones to that, yeah. forget it. Yeah, you're you know, So that we should start saying like, I'm sorry for what I said when I was on two hours of sleep. You know? Yeah. Because I think that in our industry and in the world right now, there's a lot of talk about um, how much you can do. Mm-hmm. So when I meet yes. someone, yes. no one asks me necessarily who I am. They mm-hmm. ask me what I do. Yes. So you're defined by what you do. Yeah. So when I meet someone, if I'm like, oh, my name is Jennifer, and they're like, what do you do? I'm like, a lot of things. What do you like to do? And they're yeah. always like, no, but what do you do? Yeah. It's irrelevant what I do. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't want to define myself by what yes. I do. Yes, Right? So I feel like we're always happy to say, oh, I'm so busy. I'm so tired. It's mm-hmm. crazy. My life's insane. And we started celebrating that, which is a really sad Instead thing. of being like, this weekend, I did nothing. Yeah. I was in my tracksuit all weekend. And I caught up on my sleep. And I think that that's what I want to glorify with women. Mm-hmm. And the first skincare tip I give all women is sleep. Mm-hmm. The more you sleep, the better your skin will be. The better mm-hmm. your products will be absorbed, regardless of the brand. Right. It's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're not sleeping adequately, and mm-hmm. one third of your life is spent sleeping, Right. Even if you're not sleeping a lot. So if you live to 75, 25 of those years, you're sleeping. Wow. Yeah. That's fascinating when you look at it. So I always say spend that extra money Mm -hmm. on the perfect humidifier or dehumidifier. Yeah. Buy the beautiful candles. Yeah. Buy the sheets. Yes. And the bed. And the bed. And the pajamas. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Celebrate that. And Mm -hmm. I feel like, and that's why I'm not against Mm self-care. Don't get me wrong. I just think we went about it in a different direction of what I think is self-care. Because self-care can be very simple things. Yes. Everyone has the Their p- own possibility thing. of having a good night's sleep with just the right elements. It's exactly. Simple. Everyone has a bed. Exactly. So I feel like we have to be very careful because I think that the minute we fall into an elitist way of thinking, yeah. we're eliminating a whole bunch of folks, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're thinking of the young moms or the young people just leaving university on the workforce, they might not be able to do all of these other things Mm. that we're talking about, right? Mm. So I always say start with the simple things. Make sure you're sleeping enough. Mm -hmm. You know, you're drinking your water. So for me, it's it's about my sleep. I ensure I drink enough water. We do juice at home, so mm-hmm. I'm really into that. Mm-hmm. I've been into that forever because I am celiac, so I've always been yes. very conscious about food. Um, and then reading. And the, and for me, that's what keeps me the best me. Right. If I'm not reading, I, I you can tell. Right. This season of The Brand is Female is made possible with the support of TD Bank Group Women Entrepreneurs. Confidently building your business takes sound advice plus guidance to the right connections, tools, and resources. As a woman entrepreneur myself, I know I need all the support I can get. What's great about TD's services for women in business is their collaboration-based approach. They work with both internal and external partners that can provide education, financing, mentoring, and community support. TD employees are able to be proactive in the advice and guidance they give to women in business. They can facilitate and connect you to workshops, coaching, and mentorship opportunities. As well, they engage other like-minded business leaders in an authentic way so we can share experiences and learn from each other. Now, let's go back to my conversation with Jennifer Brodeur. And speaking of reading, so I'm going to go back to your book for a minute. Mm -hmm. What can we expect in reading your book? Is it you're sharing all of that knowledge that you have about skincare and about self-care as well? Well, it was interesting. So when I started writing, I realized how much I have to say. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and, And contrary to most, I'm actually an introvert, extrovert. Yep. 
So if I'm at an event, I'll be the one like sitting in the corner by the plants mm -hmm. and I can't wait to go home. I'm not very out there. And yeah. we've been at events together and you've seen, we were both kind of, well, you that's remember? It. I'm, I'm the same. And, it, and it's, I'm also an, an introvert, extrovert. Yeah. In social context, you won't find me grabbing everybody's attention. Like I like to sit in the corner and have well, we were both, discussions. Remember we were yep. both sitting and yeah. we were talking about yes. jewelry of all things. Yes, yes. And skincare. Yes. And skincare. So, um, so yeah, so I, but when it's time for work, I love what I do. Yeah. Like if I'm at a TV thing, like I love it, I love it, I love it. But when it's time for other things, I'm able to, you know, and so when I was writing the book, I'm like, oh my gosh. And even my editor said, I see two, I see three books. There's so much material. Mm -hmm. So what we decided to do with the approach was let's be simple. So what I want to do is I want to be able to have a, the first book is like a reference. Mm -hmm. It explains how the skin works, what it does. Um, and then lifestyle choices that we can be making, yeah. um, sleep being vital mm -hmm. and all these different tips and tricks. There's also a section about ingredients. So it's right. like in a chart form and it's like, it's, there's no talk of product. Okay. Okay. That was my goal. I okay. want people to read the book and they can go anywhere. Right whether it be CVS or any place in the world they want to go to. So if you're reading the book in Spain or you're reading in Australia, right, yeah. you can go anywhere and better understand the needs for your skin. Right. So there's a lot of myth busting in the book. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that in every single interview I've done this week, uh, there's been issues with that. So I think it's going to be quite interesting. <laughs> a lot of the questions are like, I don't understand. And I'm like, I know, I know. Because you are challenging some of, you know, popular kind of notions yeah, around skincare and much. beauty and, and just health in general, right? Very which much so. is really interesting and which is yeah. important. I think it was important. I feel like, I, I, you know, I like to tell people it's not the truth. Mm -hmm. It's my truth. Right. So it's how I feel about skin and yeah. it's what my 20 plus years have given me. Exactly. And the, the proof is in the pudding. Right. right? So because, I'm like, yeah. and, and, I, and I find it funny because I see a lot of amazing estheticians, you know, in Toronto, mm -hmm. in, in Montreal, all over the world. And I'm the first to be like their top cheerleaders. Yeah. And I, I find that in my industry, a lot of people are assuming that we all kind of hate each other. Mm -hmm. And it has nothing to do with anything. It's, yeah. it's not about that. It's about working with like-minded people. Yes. And I feel like in my call of what I want to achieve is I want to help women go to that next level in their, in their process. Yeah. So whether it be you're a mom at home, on the workforce, you're 80, you're 90, you own a business, you don't, you're in the skincare industry, you're not. It's the challenge your thought process of, yeah. am I really mm -hmm. grasping this whole organ that's the skin? That's it. And I know you view skincare and, and self-care in general as an integral part of yes. women empowerment. Yes. Because taking our health and our well-being in our own hands is, you know, the first key to everything else. It is. And I think there's nothing more beautiful than to have a woman come see you who's at wit her wit's end. Like mm -hmm. she's tried everything, done everything, and her skin is horrible. And over time, you change her perception of not only who she, how she sees herself, but how the world sees her. Right. Because your skin is the first thing we see mm -hmm. when we meet you, right? So when you're able to change that, it's the most beautiful thing ever. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't have a better job. Like yes. it's the most amazing thing to yeah. have happen, to see yeah. someone blossom. Right. And I think that that's a privilege. And I feel like if I have the ability to help women embrace the aging process, mm -hmm. it's amazing. Because that's another important element is yeah. that your point of view on, you know, skincare in, in general is also 
it shouldn't be about hiding our age, right? right? And hiding who we are. Yeah. It's about feeling very empowered by wherever we are in life. And I think that when you do that, it changes the whole conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of us, and I'm not, and I'm not against Botox. I'm not against okay. fillers. I'm not against yeah. surgery yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to say is like, you're going to age no matter what. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> One. So first of all, let's maybe all get on the bandwagon and be like, this is great. Yeah. Your body is going to change. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks sometimes. Yeah. I've had moments where I'm like, really those hips, what is happening? You know, we've all been there. Mm -hmm. But I think that instead of dwelling on that and trying to find that perfect diet and trying to find that perfect this and that perfect that, that's never going to exist. Yeah. Right. Because if we had that perfect recipe to stop the aging process, we'd all be drinking that Kool-Aid. Absolutely. So I think that if we understand that one, inflammatory response is what accelerates the aging process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you doing to your body that's causing inflammation? Mm-hmm. So that we can go on about food, yeah. we can go on about stress, we can yeah. go on about a lot of things, but it's also topically. Mm-hmm. So when I'm adding to my skincare regimen or what I'm having done to my face, yeah. the minute that causes like a heat effect, right? so that goes with peels and so on and so forth. Result you, is inflammation. Right. You're accelerating the aging process. Mm. So once you get that in your mind and then go, okay, so then how could I counterbalance that or what can I do on my end? So for my, for my, for like the way I see it, it's more like, how can you add to what you're offering? Mm-hmm. So yeah, keep doing this, keep doing your ablative treatments because clearly it's working and that's what you want and your clients are asking for it because right. people want instant gratification. Yes, yes. But then how could you then do something different mm-hmm. to ensure that you're, stopping the inflammatory process right like bring it down a notch right Right. so it's more challenging that process and it's something that's pretty frowned upon in my industry Mm -hmm. Uh, i won't lie it's yeah because these their equipment's expensive Mm -hmm. everything and then and then women are asking for it yeah so it takes guts to take that take a stand on those topics which you have Um, And we chatted about that briefly before the interview as well. It hasn't always been easy because some people will, you know, try to refute what you're saying. You're going against the grain. How do you deal with, you know, the naysayers and the, and the, the critics? It's not always easy. I'm not going to lie. There's, there's phases where I'm like, whatever. And it's really interesting. And I think it goes with how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. I I really believe that. I think that if I'm sleeping well and I'm reading my books, (laughs) I'm like, I'm, I feel stronger about it. And then sometimes I get upset because sometimes I want to have a platform where I can say why I say what I say. Mm -hmm. And I feel like oftentimes things are taken out of context. Mm -hmm. Right. And so then it's like, it's like flipped up and you know because if you think about it what I do for work is I do deal with a lot of well-known people Mm -hmm. so what happens is we're all aging and I think that a lot of people who are in the spotlight have other issues that most people don't have or they're amplified Mm -hmm. right so Miss Winfrey would say whatever your issue is when you get famous that is amplified with a magnifying glass interesting so that issue was always there. Mm-hmm. It's just it's now magnified, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say you're a woman and you're in the movie business. If your insecurity is aging because you're afraid you won't get a job, mm-hmm. it's going to be amplified the more successful you are. Of course. So skincare-wise, you're going to become that crazy woman mm-hmm. who's going to want the skin to always be perfect. So even if I'm telling you, but your hormones and you're not sleeping and mm-hmm. you're flying and you're this. So even if I'm giving you all of the reasons, environmentally speaking, why your skin is the way it is, 
you're not going to want to hear it. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes the challenge in my business is to create such a relationship that there's this confidence because then it does happen where some women are going to be like, I can't be bothered. Your system is too slow. It's too long. I want instant gratitude. So you sometimes do get dropped like a hot potato. Mm. So then you question everything. Like, I'm am I that bad? And what am I doing wrong? So it's at the same time, I think necessary because it challenges me to be like, what's your, what's your truth? Mm, Wait right. a minute. It's not okay. It's, it, it, in the sense of it's okay that not everybody likes my way. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Do you see what I'm so saying? It's very much about the internal process. Yes. Too. And mm-hmm. it's not always easy. Yeah. Because there's a side of me who wants everybody to love me. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And we're all, that's a very human And I think as a woman, thing. as women, I think we are people pleasers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We've been raised that way. Certainly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'll often be the person saying, well, was she happy? Yeah. Is she right. happy? Right. And then Jazz again, not to mention Jazz, but Jazz, <laughs> would, Jazz would be the one saying like, do we Does, care? Yeah, it doesn't matter. And doesn't it doesn't matter. mean that she doesn't care. It's that she's just trying to me to change the conversation yes. that I'm having internally. Yes. Do you mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. always good to have that person with you. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's very good advice. A person who pulls you back. Yeah, mm-hmm. when I fall into that. Yeah. But it's not always. It's I think it's when I go to an, in a more vulnerable mode. Like the book for me right. is huge. Right. It's going to take me a long time. <laughs> I, I'm not dealing with the fact that everything I think is on paper. Because that's the ultimate vulnerable move, right? You're opening the kimono, you're sharing. Yeah, it's very hard for me. And even in interviews, when they ask me a question and I'm like, oh, you read the book. (laughs) Of course course they did. But I'm not used to that. Right, right. It's a process. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and speaking of, so what would be, and this is one of the questions I love asking guests, what's your wish for women? What do you wish women would do more of? And we're starting a new year, a new decade. I think women should uh, get together more often mm-hmm. as, as a whole. I yeah. think that women, um, many years ago, I used to talk about my tribe. I don't talk about that anymore for various reasons, but moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like women need to um, find their people. Yes. Um, and Mrs. Obama had said once, and I love this, and it was in an interview she did many years ago, and I, I really stuck to this. You should be able to have your five people. Mm-hmm. It could be as small as that. Mm-hmm. And I think more women have to have those five people. You're having a really bad day. Who's that person on those five? You know, who? Mm-hmm. You're having a good day. Who? Mm-hmm. And my whole thing is I um, I feel it's empowering. So I don't know in high school, but because I was before social media. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I'm like 46. And so. I was also before social media. Right. So yeah, we and used I, to, I feel very lucky. And we used to send letters in class, right? We yes. We that folding thing. Yeah. The little folding thing. Yeah. Okay. I feel like you can use social in that same way. So I think that my women that are around me, if I'm having a good day or a bad day, I'm really into texting. Right. So I'll be that random girl in the morning going, happy Friday. Yeah. And then I, you know, I was texting a bunch of them yesterday and, and we have a friend in common and she wrote back, is it February yet? <laughs> and then I love to send emojis. And, and I think that women need to do more of that, of being having the people with who you can say, I'm having a really hard time right now. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it's that support network. I think that's supportive I think from one that, another. Yeah. And, and reaching out, right? And don't worry about what other people are doing. Yeah. Because yes. I've best advice. I've never cared what yeah. other people are doing. I'm always in my lane. Yeah. So when someone comes to me, um, less now because I don't do clients, I retired theoretically to an extent right. in Montreal. But if you knew how many clients would come talk to me about what other people are doing, yeah. I was like, Yeah. Mais pourquoi? Yeah, yeah. 
And that just gets, you know, it's dizzying and it's, it's, it's not necessary. Like all the power to her, all yeah. the power to Good her. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that if we, if we knew how little people think actually of us, yes. we yeah. would stop all this nonsense. Yeah. And so for women, what I wish for is they, that they have their network of women mm-hmm. and this support and not to worry about what other people are doing. If you stay in your lane, you're going to get momentum. Like right. if I was running a marathon, I like to have a lot of uh, correlations with running because I, I don't run as much, sadly, okay. but when I was running, um, when you're running, can you imagine if I was running and I was looking to the left and to the right, yeah. it would slow me down. Yeah, Because exactly. once you start, because when you first start running, the first thing you think is like, why am I doing this? This is ridiculous. Mm. Who runs? Seriously. Mm-hmm. What are you running from? <laughs> <laughs> or what are you running to? Yeah. But I feel like once you get that momentum, you're so in your, you're breathing. Yeah. And you're thinking through your problems and it's just the most beautiful moment, like yeah. for me anyways. Yeah. And I feel like if we lived our lives more in that way, in that momentum, we wouldn't have all these issues where we're stopping and worrying so much about mm. what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's amazing advice. Yeah. And in closing, mm-hmm. what's next for you, Jen? Book coming out. Yes, so much. So French first. French first, and then uh, working on the English, which is amazing, yeah. which is going to bring us uh, touring around uh, all over. We are working very closely with Heston's, so we yeah. are working on sleep masterclasses throughout. Um, and for me, it's really more a correlation about how the sleep affects your skin, mm-hmm. of course. Right. Um, we did a first one in Toronto, which was, was, was so that's 2020, basically, in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did launch a new product just recently. It'll be available within a week. I'm very excited about that as well. Um, so and what is the new product? It's, it's a sheet mask. Ooh, 100% fantastic. biodegradable, so okay. I'm very excited about that. I'm a big fan of masks. Oh, good so to know. We'll, forward we'll, to it. We'll, 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 we'll send you some. Um, and then, um, and then it's, it's really making sure that our next steps are the right steps. Right. I mean, essentially, long-term goal is to be in a financial position where I can help more and more women. Okay. I really view this kind of, you know, this, this idea of helping women as much as possible to not just about the skin, but their overall. Yeah. And so it's to make sure that the business is in such a good, healthy position where I can maybe walk away from Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. and concentrate more on, on the women aspect of what I do. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, now that goes with saying, I, I do envision like, uh, some television and some so we're working on something. oh very exciting. so we'll see yeah Ooh, yeah okay. I, I don't know what it is but i love tv i'm obsessed <laughs> well there's so much great content you know for you to be sharing so that makes perfect sense yeah in fact we barely touched on skincare and i feel like that would be right? a really interesting interview so we'll have to have you back oh, we and we'll do like a, an it. hour on skincare we should one day have like a panel of a multiple gang of us in skincare yeah it'd be really exciting to see everyone's point of view so yeah. definitely yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer. Best of luck with the book and with everything else. It was a pleasure. Thank you. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much to Jennifer for a wonderful interview. If you liked our show, as always, don't forget to subscribe and give us a rating on the podcast app of your choice. Five stars is always great. You can also follow us on Instagram at thebrandisfemale. Thank you to TD Bank Group, Women Entrepreneurs, for their support of The Brand is Female. If you are a woman entrepreneur, check out TD Services and find out how you can benefit from their support. You've got it in you to succeed. Let TD help guide you. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and click on the TD logo. Thank you so much for listening today. I'll be back in a week with a new guest on the show.